Are You Data Smart? A weekly podcast on data security, information management, and all things related to the data you have, how to protect it, and maximize its value. I'm Jay Ward. And I'm Christian Ward. And today we've got a very special program where we are going to have join us uh, Daniel Johansson, the founder and CEO of Cybot, which is a company that built uh, CookieBot, uh, something that Jay and I have been looking at quite a bit. And uh, Daniel will join us in a minute. Jay, I know before we start, we were just uh, joking uh, earlier as we were trying to get the podcast all set up about um, sort of the the whole Facebook Cambridge Analytica panic that has uh, gripped the nation. Um, It certainly seems like uh, to you and I, it's sort of the common use case for a lot of data. Yeah, it's interesting that what we're looking at is a public reaction, not necessarily to something that's illegal, but really to perhaps the revelation of what is legal um, and what you know what you're allowed to do, what's commonplace for uh, digital service providers and social media providers. Um, you know, from my perspective, it's not necessarily you know we don't know enough to know whether a law has been broken or not. But I do think what we know is that the public outcry and the regulatory outcry already is going to lead to, in my opinion, more strict enforcement of the GDPR and more strict enforcement uh, of the upcoming e-privacy regulation. Absolutely, I, I I'm also kind of blown away by. As you said, the the revelation of uh, what we call in the business audience extension, uh, the concept of uh, very common, actually, really what most of the ad buying platforms out there are based upon, which is by identifying some features of certain customers, you can then clone and reach out to not necessarily just their relationships, but people that have similar features and functions. And this is really goes to the heart of um, some of the things that cookies have classically been built for um, to build cookie pools. We've covered that in the past. Um, and so what, what I'd like to do is uh, bring Daniel into the discussion. Um, Daniel, you know, first off, just tell us a little bit about yourself, about Cybot, um, and ab- about your business. Thank you. Uh, well, uh, I started the business uh, within the industry for about 20 years ago and uh, have had several companies and uh, founded Cybot for about uh, five years ago. And uh, at that point, I've learned a lot about how uh, the economy of the internet worked. I've been building a lot of websites for customers and, and uh, seeing the whole ecosystem of, of the economy from the inside. Uh, so uh, at that point, I thought uh, there was a need for some kind of solution to provide uh, transparency to the end users about what was going on and uh, also uh, to the companies that uh, were using a lot of uh, embedded third parties on uh, on their website so uh, I saw the internet as a great platform with a lot of possibilities to create a sustainable uh, base for a digital uh, community not only a playground but also uh, a place where you can uh, drive your development uh, uh, further as a company and as a, as a society Absolutely, I think it's 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 an interesting concept of um, the internet as something both uh, wonderful and terrible, and 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 I think we struggle with that, um, and certainly we struggle with that uh, when it comes to privacy. And um, Jay has often spoken uh, on this program and in his blog posts about uh, the concept of the right to privacy, and obviously um, Europe has has. Uh, 
well, I, I like to say in many ways, Europe is always ahead of us in, in their thoughts around regulations. But in privacy in particular, um, you know, GDPR is is one area, the e-privacy uh, um, directive as well. Um, Jay, when when you think about sort of where we're going and the technology that Cybot has, um, we always talk about how are we going to handle cookies? They, they, they are the underlying driver, driver of, of a substantial amount of our user experience online. Um, and while there are different types of cookies, um, the GDPR um, and the e-privacy directive are certainly stepping in to control um, a little bit more of how they're used. Um, and that's why we found CookieBot so fascinating. Um, Daniel, I, I, if you could tell us a little bit about CookieBot, this one product of, of Cybots in particular. Yes, well, it's, uh, it's uh, a software as a service uh, provided from the cloud and it's, it, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's delivers a service that makes uh, some of these very complex rules easy to handle. Um, uh, when you're a company and you need to uh, comply with the GDPR, uh, it's a huge challenge. Uh, let's be honest about that. Uh, I think it's a challenge that we uh, need to meet, but uh, of course, uh, we also need to help the companies uh, comply. So, uh, with this corner of the GDPR uh, that uh, handles uh, online tracking, we've been uh, creating a solution which makes it easy for the companies to, to comply. Um, so, so, that's uh, the basic uh, goal of our service. And so, um, uh, Jay, I'm not sure if you're you're able to jump in on the legal framework. Um, when when we talk about complying, what is the what are the major things that companies have to understand to be prepared to do? Well, it's a dual approach because the GDPR has its own requirements for how data is used, stored, transferred, sold, uh, and the upcoming e-privacy regulation is going to really refine that. It's going to refine the application of GDPR and the application of uh, European data protection principles specifically to cookies. Um, I think that building, in the same way that the GDPR built on the the, um, the data protection directive from the mid-90s the, and is attempting to cure some of the defects, the e-privacy regulation built on and correct some of the defects in the uh, e-privacy directive. Um, and, and the reason that it's necessary is in each European member state, there have been different approaches by the data protection authorities to the regulation of cookies, what counts as consent, what doesn't count as lasting consent. And so by harmonizing all of these regulations and, and creating one set applicable standard across the the union. Um, the EU plans to change the way we think of consent by making it actual consent that can be revoked, uh, change the way that we approach the collection of tracking data, which is fundamentally what uh, cookies are about, monetizing the tracking of user actions on the internet, and changes the way we make use of that information to harmonize it with the principles in the GDPR. So think of the GDPR kind of like the Constitution and the EU privacy regulation as a specific piece of legislation that's meant to, to enact some of those principles. And if you have that framework in mind, you'll see if you're not complying with both, you're, you're likely facing down some uh, pretty harsh scrutiny from regulators. 
And knowing that, knowing that, um, um, Daniel, we've talked on the show before about the some of the fines that are potential, um, and it uh, in using your platform, I, I not only checked my own sites, um, but the sites of several of my customers. It's really fast. It's really in depth. Explain a little bit of how someone uses the product. I know it's SaaS and it's an ongoing, but you also have this phenomenal way of very quickly analyzing, and it's almost like a health checkup of how are you doing on your compliance. Walk us through how that works yeah well there's uh, <clears throat> several challenges when you when you uh, want to achieve compliance and and uh, first of all you need to get an overview what's going on uh, under the hood of my website a lot of companies don't know that today uh, so so uh, one thing we created is a uh, an online uh, scanner which when you registered your website with us uh, automatically scans the site to simply map out all the different trackers uh, operating on your website and it's not only cookies there's also several other technologies but let's just call them all for cookies the con concepts are the same uh, and they're triggered in, in, in different ways uh, for example uh, interactive, uh, interactive user uh, actions and so on can trigger cookies. So what uh, what we do is to simply uh, make a complete user simulation and and by that uh, analyze and and lock all the the tracking going on. So once you got that overview, uh, you have to gain control. Um, both uh, as a company uh, controlling which third parties are operating on your website uh, and also uh, hand over control to the visitor. Uh, to uh, obtain consent so that the visitor can choose to switch on or off uh, which cookies and trackers uh, should be allowed during their session. Um, so uh, we made it possible for the website owner to, to gain this control and uh, also to in an easy way obtain uh, a, a compliant consent that includes for example prior consents holding back cookies until uh, the visitor has uh, consented. That's amazing. It's uh, it, and I've I've tried to explain. Um, for example, we we work and have worked in the past with some great e-commerce platforms. You have things like um, you know Shopify and um, these various store massive fronts out there, um, and they rely on cookies for so many elements and so many add-on platforms. Like you said, I, I think most people don't even realize just how many cookies uh, they're already using. And, and while some are what we would call, you know, necessary and some are a convenience, there's also the 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 fact of most of tracking um, of how a different e-commerce or website solution is, is, is doing many times is actually done by cookie or pixeling um, on various pages. Um, so when you say that the, the system gives you that sort of whole view you, um, how how um, do you keep up, so to speak? So I understand you walk through a typical user experience, but how do you keep up with all the various types of cookies that are out there? Uh, well, it's it's uh, of course a challenge to create a platform that uh, can do this automatically. But but uh, once you're there, it's it's not that difficult because uh, the the browser technology is uh, what it is. So so. 
you can do uh, certain things and some things you can't. So, so uh, the way cookies are set and other kinds of trackers are, are basically all the same. They do different things. They they uh, they handle different data. And and uh, as you say, uh, some are really helpful and and, and some are, are there only for for the purpose of tracking and so on. Um, but it doesn't really matter uh, what the purpose is. Uh, or of course it does, but 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 not to the scanner. It 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 uh, looks at all the technical aspects of it and then we uh, have a, a cookie repository where we research and, and, and describe um, uh, in, in cooperation with the different uh, providers uh, what, what is the exact purpose of, of this cookie and this way the website owner can uh, inform the uh, end user about the purpose of the different uh, cookies. So to me, Daniel, that, that concept, the repository of the different type of cookies or beacons or all the different forms of tracking technology is really valuable because GDPR and the e-privacy directive are going to require businesses to be able to explain what they're doing uh, to users, explain what they're doing to regulators. And in order to meaningfully be able to consent, users are going to have to understand what they're consenting to. So if you go to uh, the CNIL, you know, the French Data Protection Authority's website, and the cookie banner that they have pops up and says, you know, you, do you consent or do you want to learn more? They let you customize. And if your customers, your customers, Daniel, CookieBot users, want to be able to offer their customers the chance to customize what tracking is allowed and not, they need to understand it. So, I mean, I think that repository is a great idea because it gives control to, 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 your, to your customers. Yes, exactly. And, and, and also we try to, uh, to make it... Uh, uh, easy to to handle uh, for the end user because um, you can you can make a lot of different solutions uh, to this, but the usability is also uh, critical because if it's too complicated, if you have to read too much, uh, it will create no real value. So so we also focused a lot on on, on creating that simple user experience. And and for example, uh, when uh, a visitor hits a website for the first time, uh, they see a banner which makes them uh, choose between uh, four different uh, categories of cookies, uh, preference cookies, statistic cookies, and, and, and marketing cookies. And of course, there's also uh, the, the, the category of uh, strictly necessary cookies, which uh, needs to be set uh, to, uh, to make the website work. Um, but this way, uh, you as a user only have to uh, take a decision on uh, on four, three uh, different types of cookies, and and you can uh, open a details pane to read more details about the, the single cookies if you want to, and and this way we believe that we created uh, a solution that's all, not only uh, providing compliance but also. Uh, real value to the user, uh, not uh, drowning them in, in, in uh, a lot of uh, different uh, descriptions and, and uh, very, very long terms and so on. Uh, and, and, and this way, uh, give them a, a genuine cho a choice. It's, it's, a, it's, it's outstanding. I, look, I think for anyone facing down um, the upcoming uh, enforcement of these regulations and these um, technical ramifications, this is a daunting task. I think a lot of companies uh, continue to sort of throw their hands up in the air to regulators saying, oh, gosh, we don't know how to solve this. It's, it's a, such a difficult problem. I love the creativity that um, Cybot and the CookieBot program are, are bringing to this, which is provide a very simple SaaS based approach 
to make sure that um, people can be compliant and further, to your point, give the citizens and the consumer experience um, a very simple, easy to use path. Um, Daniel, tell us a little bit about how um, CookieBot scales or what the pricing is. Um, I do. We do want um, our listeners to understand a little bit more about um, how they can use CookieBot. Obviously, it's um, www.cookiebot.com, uh, um, and we'll we'll post this all on um, on the site uh, following the podcast. But um, tell us a little bit about how you price it and how you are marketing it to uh, not only European but uh, around the world. Yeah, well, we're marketing it, uh, of course, online and, and, and through uh, partners uh, as we take on uh, resellers. As, uh, but also customers can sign up directly from our website. And that's uh, what uh, most customers do by simply uh, registering uh, and, and, and adding the domain to the configuration. Uh, we have a free account, uh, a free plan for, for very small websites, uh, which have less than 100 subpages. But uh, for larger websites, we, uh, we price uh, the monthly subscription fee based on uh, the volume of the website. So for example, if you have less than 500 pages, you pay $10 per month. Uh, the largest subscription size is $41 per month. Um, and and uh, so, so uh, this way we try to uh, create um, a model that makes it possible for every website in the world who needs to comply to, uh, to actually get a, a quick and, and, and uh, not too expensive solution. Because if you have to uh, if you look at the alternatives uh, and, and, and try to create a solution like this on your own or, or, or manually go through your website once a month to see uh, what is going on now, uh, the amount uh, of time spent during that uh, is, is, uh, is, is uh, enormous and, and it's, uh, it's a task that can be automated and, and, and that's what we're doing. Yeah, that's excellent. I, I think, number one, the, um, the access, the direct access for uh, consumers or businesses to come in and, and buy a program. Um, I love that you have a free alternative for some really um, you know, lightweight sites with not as much page depth um, because it, it really helps people, uh, number one, and most importantly, get compliant, understand if they're compliant. Um, tell me a little bit about the, the reseller program. Um, you know, I, I think um, we've seen this as a, a great way for people that work in data and data partnerships um, to build out reseller programs. Um, is this sort the sort of thing where people that help or platforms that help um, businesses or small businesses or even large enterprises build their digital presence online, um, do they they have the ability to basically um, add this um, as a reseller to, to the services they provide? Yes, basically we see two two types of resellers. Uh, the agencies uh, you mentioned are absolutely, uh, uh, m- have absolutely most of those uh, as resellers at the moment because they have an existing customer base who, who all needs a solution for this. So uh, for them, it's easy to uh, become a reseller and, and uh, make an offer to, to all their clients and work only with uh, one tool to, pr- to provide uh, to their customers. Um, and and the other type uh, of um, of resellers we see coming in now are companies more specialized in e-privacy uh, in the whole uh, legal aspect uh, who who uh, wants also to be able to direct their clients to uh, to some uh, real uh, and and concrete solutions because there's a lot of talk there's a lot of uh, principles and uh, but but when it comes down to really uh, implementing solutions, there's not so many. So so they want uh, to be able to uh, to you know list some tools that their clients can can use. 
Yeah, absolutely. I th- look, I think people are looking to their um, their trusted advisors for answers. Um, another question, just in terms of the business model, there are a lot of companies that um, you know, while they are happy to you know work with a SaaS solution like CookieBot, they also need the consulting side. They need to understand um, the ongoing um, preparation um, to be able to be prepared uh, to demonstrate that they are in compliance. Um, do you also offer for larger enterprises um, direct access? Jay and I have obviously talked with some of your team members there at Cybot, um, is the, is, do you see um, the need for uh, being available to larger enterprises on, a, a, on an account management basis? Is that part of the service? Not really. It's important for, to us to, to, to stick to the scalable uh, SaaS uh, model. And, 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 uh, and, and of course, we, we talk uh, a lot to our customers and, and listen to them and, and also the big enterprises. Uh, but uh, mainly we uh, try to hook them up with our resellers uh, who will then uh, deliver consultancy uh, to uh, them. Yes. And so, you know, so the benefit of doing that is that you don't end up becoming a processor or a controller of data yourself. You know, you can stick with the SaaS model without having to fall into the sort of nettlesome compliance side of GDPR and e-privacy. Yes, exactly, and and uh, <laughs> there's a lot of good people out there who are who are doing a good job on that. So so uh, we'll leave that to them. Yeah, that's that that's that's brilliant. That's excellent. So it certainly seems like the the resource side um, makes a lot of sense. And obviously, this is a global thing. Jay and I were um, kicking off the podcast talking a little bit about uh, the mild hysteria here in the states. I'm not sure um, uh, how much uh, across the pond it's it's gotten picked up about uh, Facebook and Cambridge Analytica um, and and sort of the whole concept of audience, audience extension, audience targeting. But look, I, I think your solution is an elegant, simple approach. Um, we've used it. Um, we sort of look forward to uh, continue to, to to see its growth in the market. But mostly I'm really excited about the idea of a technical approach that diagnoses very clearly what is going on on a particular uh, platform or website, and then offers a solution um, at a very reasonable cost, uh, particularly particularly in light of the fines uh, that may be incurred if you do not get in compliance. So uh, congrats to you and the team over at Cybot for building CookieBot, it's, it's, it's outstanding. Thank um, you. Uh, and uh, Jay, any, any other thoughts uh, before we wrap up? I am. I was a little technical difficulties on this side. Um, that's exactly what you want from your data security lawyer. Um, one of the reasons why I think this topic was so worth talking about again and again is that this is, you know, this the cookie banner that you have in your website is the first thing that regulators will see. We've exactly. talked about it before. We'll talk about it again. Think of, you know, a health inspector going to a restaurant, watching a chef walk in, dropping food on the floor, picking it up and walking in. That's the, that's the, the analog to what we're talking about here. If it looks sloppy up front, if it's not compliant up front, you're going to set the tone for the review. Mm-hmm. So making data smart choices and approaching how you handle cookies in a serious way is it's just a part of having a strong game. It's a part of making the decisions that will keep you uh, on the right side of the regulator's eyes. And so you know, we're going to talk about this again, and I, hopefully I'm sure we'll talk with Daniel again in the future to, to continue to dive into this issue. Uh, we're really appreciative that you've taken the time to be with us today, Daniel. Thank you so much.
Excellent. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of Are You Data Smart? Um, we appreciate Daniel uh, Johansson joining us as the founder and CEO of Cybot, which built CookieBot, one of the um, fastest and, and sort of best ways to get into compliance and to understand uh, what state it is in when it comes to cookie usage. Um, we look forward to speaking to everyone next week. Thank you. Thanks again. Thanks again.